The Beat Church, bringing you messages of inspiration, hope, and freedom. Turn up the volume and get ready for the truth that will set you free. God, I thank you so much for um, just what you've done for us already this morning, God. The ways that you've shown up, uh, God, your presence is so good, and you are so amazing, Jesus. And I just thank you, God, for just this whole month of dedicating just of being thankful to you and just hearing everybody's perspective. God, I pray that today as it just sinks in and we wrap up this series, God, I pray that we would all be able to have a perspective of thankfulness in our lives, God. In your name, amen. Okay, so we are wrapping up the series on thankfulness. And so Thanksgiving was great this week. I hope everybody had a great time. Um, I'm just going to jump right into my verse is... um, Found in Colossians chapter 2. Um, so Colossians chapter 2, it says, verse 6 and 7, it says, So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. And so I don't know about you, but there's been parts in my life where I haven't necessarily been overflowing with thankfulness. It's been kind of hard to dig it up. But as I've learned and grown, God has shown me that when I've been overflowing with thankfulness, it has changed my life. And there's a couple ways that it's changed my life. And one of those is that I've had more peace. And so I'm going to explain that more. So I used to focus on a lot. I used to focus on what wasn't right in my life. So, you know, I'd walk into my house. Oh, my gosh, this house is so messy. It's so unorganized. It's so cluttered. There's stuff everywhere. Or I would look at my finances and say, oh, my gosh, we don't have enough for this. We don't have enough for that. Or I'd look at my relationships and think, wow, I think this relationship is really struggling. Why isn't it right? And even though God had done so many amazing things for me in my life, he'd shown up and done so many miracles, there were always, in my mind, there was always something to focus on that just wasn't right, that wasn't lining up. And it leads to a lot of stress because if you see those things, you want to fix them. At least I do. I see those things. I'm like, okay, well, I have to do something about that. I have to fix it. And that's very, very stressful. But when we take it to God, he shows us, he shows us that we actually just need to be thankful. And so it says, um, God revealed this verse to me uh, later in Colossians, it says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. So the whole key, the whole way to unlock this life of peace is actually very simple. It's thankfulness overflowing thankfulness. And that's just coming to God. It's not neglecting the things that I have to do in my life. It's just focusing. What am I going to focus on? Am I going to focus on the lack or the things that aren't right in my life? Or am I actually just going to choose to focus on what God has done and actually make that part of my thought process, part of the things that I say and the things that I talk about? Instead of talking about, oh, all of this that's not right, I can just 
talk about and enjoy the good things that God has done and, have give, and that he's given me. And so a really good example of this um, is we decided to take the kids fishing on Friday. And it is a lot of fun. We have four kids, two, four, six, and eight. And we took all of them fishing, okay? And I know you can just picture it right now. Um, it was a lot of fun. We set out. We knew, okay, this, there's going to be... This is their first time fishing. It's going to be a little chaotic, but we're going to have fun. And it's going to be peaceful, and there's not going to be any stress, okay? Everyone's going to catch a fish, and it's going to be great, okay? So that is not what happened at all. We show up, and we were actually out there for like two hours. However, we're, at, we're in Georgetown, and there's no public restrooms there. And so we're there for maybe 30 minutes, and one child has to go to the bathroom. And so Kyle's over there untangling some fishing line, and I decide I'm going to take this child to the bathroom. And it was probably like a two-block hike up a hill, up a giant hill. So I'm carrying this child, going to the bathroom. And we go to the bathroom, and we're just chatting. And then we come back down the hill, and 20 minutes later, another child has to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so I take this child plus another child, and we go to the bathroom. And then we come back down the hill. And guess what? Another child has to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so then, as soon as I get to the bottom of the hill, I have to go potty. So then I take this other child up to the bathroom. And Kyle's still, I look over, and he's still untangling some line. I'm pretty sure it was a different incident, but not the same one. So I see him untangling line. So I was like, okay, that's it. I'm going, taking these kids up to the bathroom. And I take baby Jay with me because I didn't want her running around. Anyway, so we get up the hill. Third child goes to the bathroom. Then we come down. As on my way down, I'm instead of focusing on like, oh my gosh, like this is so stressful. I can't believe I'm having to hike up this hill again. I can't believe we're not fishing. We're not catching any fish. I've been snagged like five times by the hooks and we've untangled so many lines. Instead of focusing on what wasn't right, what wasn't supposed to be happening on this amazing fishing trip, I focused on, man, I got to spend time with my girls. I got to get some extra steps in. I got a workout in. And as I'm coming down the hill, I've got I decided instead of carrying baby Jay like this, I put her on my back this time, much smarter. As we're coming down the hill, we're kind of running, and she starts kissing me on the back of my neck. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's so sweet. And it was just such a, like, God was like, look at this. This is what you have to be thankful for. Instead of, like, focusing on being stressed out and focusing on the fishing trip and why do these girls have to go to the bathroom? Why aren't they on the same bladder time? I don't know. I'll never figure that out, but I got to enjoy moments like that, and I could have passed those up. I really could have, but I chose to be thankful for those, and I was like, God, thank you so much for allowing me to see that, for opening up my eyes, because I probably could have missed it. There's probably been opportunities in my life that I have missed, but I'm so thankful that I got to enjoy that, and one thing that he spoke to me as we were doing this is that Thankfulness is actually the greatest stress reliever. When we're thankful, it takes off the burden and the stress that we tend to carry on our own. And God is so good at just opening up our eyes to see the ways that we can be thankful because we don't have to take on the stress and the burden on our own. Um, and so I'm so thankful for the ways that God did that. And uh, my last point is um, another way that overflowing thankfulness has changed my life is that it's brought me closer to God. 
And um, there's a verse in James where it says, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. And I've always read that verse. I've always loved it. And I've, there's been times in my life where I've even verbally said, I don't feel like God is here. I don't feel like God is close to me. I don't even feel like I can hear him. And I know that um, I've spoke with some of you guys, and I know you guys have been there before, and this week as I was kind of praying about that verse, God had shown me that he's already done his part. He's done his part to be near to us. I mean, Donnie talked about this morning, he died on the cross for you, for me. He shed his blood so that we wouldn't have to. He's the one who took our place so that we wouldn't have to. So he's done his part in drawing near to us. And it says in Psalms 100, uh, verse 4, it says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. And that's right there is the answer. How do you get close to God? You thank him. You praise him. You find something to be thankful for, some little thing in your life, some big thing. You find it, you focus on it, and you just talk to God about it. That is how you get close to God. And I'm so thankful that God has drawn near to me and has done things in my life that I can actually be thankful for. And so as you guys continue out this week, um, I just encourage you guys to find those things to be thankful for and to allow more peace in your life by just being thankful to God. And so I'm going to pass it over to Kyle, and he's going to wrap us up. Awesome. Yeah, I think uh, it's just so interesting, you know, listening through this last month of all the different folks who've come up and have shared on gratitude and thankfulness and, and being grateful. And really, like, my biggest, one of my bigger takeaways from this is just realizing what a super weapon gratitude really is. That it can change a, a perspective, it can change a situation, it can change our hearts, it can change our minds, our perspectives can, can begin to shift when we have this, this attitude of gratitude. And, and so um, it's, it's pretty incredible to hear it, to see it. And, and also I love the fact that, you know, it's a choice, right? We can't decide what the situations or circumstances are, but like Courtney was talking last week, we, we can choose we can choose to be grateful. We can choose joy. We have access to it. It's, it's there. It's available. And it's a great opportunity that we have. And so I just love it. Gratitude is a super weapon. And I've experienced that, you know, pretty uh, real, uh, in a very real way in my own life. You know, some of you have heard, I've shared a lot, just kind of on my journey of just emotional, mental health and different things like that. And, and gratitude really has been um, a, one of the kind of the foundational stones in my life to kind of help me overcome and to move forward and to, to come to a place where I actually have something to offer to other people, right? And that's an exciting thing. So that's, that's what I'm going to get into this morning is a little bit of just my journey with gratitude and what I've learned and, and what, what my experiences have been and, and kind of some of the principles and the tools that are available to us um, as Christians because of what Jesus has done. And so kind of my, my, fir so my first experience with, with being thankful uh, and being grateful for what God has done in my life was when I was 17 years old. And I've shared this with some of y'all before, but, you know, growing up, there was a lot of just turmoil, a lot of chaos, came out of a lot of abuse, a lot of, uh, you know, abandonment. My dad left, my mom left, and when my mom was there, it was, it was pretty rough upbringing, right? A lot of things that I experienced were super negative and very, very hurtful. And, and so by the time I was 17, I had already tried many different ways to cope with the pain, many different ways to, to, to handle the, the 
hatred that I had, and, and it just consumed me. It really did. I would have horrible dreams, violent dreams of just horrible stuff, and I would try to do everything I could. And so until the night when I was 17, it was like mid-March when I was 17 years old, and the, I was on the phone with a friend, and they were telling me about what it's like to know God and what it's like to follow Jesus, and what it's like to, to experience and to, to feel God's love. And as this person's telling me this, you know, I'm on the phone, my eyes are closed, and my heart is just pounding in my chest. And all I could think to say was, in my thoughts was, man, I want that so bad. God, I want that so bad. And as I'm saying that, like, all of a sudden, like, there's this flash of light, and I take a deep breath, and I just start crying. And the only words I could think to say was, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Because all of this pain and all this hurt and all this horrible stuff that I experienced, in a moment, I was transformed. It was shifted. There was just something that changed. And I didn't know what was going on. There was nobody walking me through a script necessarily. It was just a moment with the Holy Spirit where, where God was invading my life and transforming me like that. And my first words out of my mouth were, thank you. Thank you so much. And, and so I, I laid there and, you know, hung up on the phone and just laid there and just cried and kept saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. And, and as, I'm, as I'm doing that, these different thoughts start to come into my mind as far as like, okay, these different things need to change, right? Like, like I, need to, I need to throw away my CDs. I need to stop uh, cussing and making really bad jokes. I need to, because uh, I had really good jokes, but they were horrible. I need to stop, you know, I was, I'd been lying to people about some stuff, I, and you know, all these different things, and without hesitation, like, because there was such an excitement, and such a joy, and such a thankfulness for what, it, what was happening, as I, like, there was no hesitation, I'm like, absolutely, yes, I cannot wait to respond to what's going on inside of me by making these changes, right, and I'm laying there, and all this stuff, and then suddenly, I get this thought, and I realize now that it's not, it wasn't a thought, it was the Holy Spirit leading me, I just, had no, uh, you know, frame of reference for what was happening. And I'm laying there, and I just have this thought, you know, 3.30 in the morning, you need to go forgive your mom. And without, again, without hesitation, there was no, like, nah, that's not something. No, I get up, I'm excited, I'm overjoyed to go forgive this person who had caused so much pain, who had caused so much hurt in, in, in my life. And so I go, and I knock on the door, you know, it's 3.30 in the morning, and she kind of goes, <gasps> Kyle? She was scared because she thought that I'd finally snapped. And I was coming in to harm her. And so I come in there and I just start talking to her and telling her about what, what, you know, what God was doing, what my friend and I were talking about. And I just said, listen, I don't know really what's going on, but I just want you to know that I love you and I forgive you. Right? And so we sit there and we cry and, and it was awesome. And so, you know, that was kind of my first kind of baby steps with, with following Jesus, with following God. And the response with that thankfulness, that gratitude that I was experiencing was to go and to follow through with these different things. There was a response that I was excited to follow through with. And, and you know, if you're anything like me, the path hasn't always been, you know, yay, I'm, I'm going to be a perfect little Christian boy and do everything right. Hasn't always been peaches and gravy, right? There's, there's been a lot of ups and downs and different things that uh, I've, I've gone on, right? And different struggles and different things that I've wrestled with. Like, I had that incredible moment with my mom, but over the last, you know, 18 years, it's been a process of learning how to forgive and, you know, and different things come up and learning how to handle the memories and the triggers and things like that. And, and now I can say that my mom and I have a fantastic relationship. You know, I call her every so often when I, it's on, it's funny, like, I don't know why, but I call her when like I'm at the grocery store shopping at night. I don't know what it is. We just talk for like 45 minutes to walk around. It's awesome. And so we have this, uh, you know, but it's taken a lot of time. It hasn't been, you know, all, all good. It's taken this process, you know, and it got to a point also in my life where 
um, you know, probably about five, six years after me really getting saved. I was in my mid-20s at this time. Um, I was wrestling with a lot of immensely emotional things. And one of the questions, one of the kind of the frustrations that I had, even with God, was, you know, was God, I never asked to be born, right? I get thrown into this world. I'm abused. I'm abandoned. And now I have to respond in such a way I'm responsible to respond in such a way, and I never even asked for any of this, right? And so it was a really hard struggle that I had because I, it was hard. It was painful. There's things that I was dealing with, wounds and stuff that I just, it was hard to face. And I remember taking this question to God, and I think the encouragement in there for you as well is, is that God isn't freaked out by your, your, your struggles. He's not going to be knocked off his throne when you have a question mark, when you have something that you don't understand that you're hurt and frustrated by, He's not going to be um, angry about that. The, the, when you have those questions, when you have those things, I never ask to be born. The response isn't to go and to hide and to use it as if it's some justification to hold God responsible for it, right? Take it to him. See what he can do with it. And so I took that to him. I was like, God, I never asked for any of this. And now all of a sudden I have to be responsible and I have to whatever, right? And, and as I'm praying about it and God began to show me all these different things. Like he said, you know, basically like, you know, Kyle, you never asked to be born, but you also never asked for sunrises and sunsets. You never asked for mountains and forests and rivers. You know, you never asked to be able to be blessed with a wife that loves you. You never asked to have these, this family that surrounds you in, in, in Christ. You never asked for any of these things. You never asked for me to die for you, but I did it anyway, Kyle, because I love you. And so as I started getting, you know, all these different things the Holy Spirit was showing me, right, I started to realize there's a verse in Psalm 103.5, and this has been a really foundational verse for me. It says, you know, 103.5, says that he fills my life with good things, and my youth is renewed like the eagles. And so in your own life, God has filled your life with good things. And it's so important for us to focus on those and to remember those and to realize those and to build a foundation of gratitude on these good things that God has filled our lives with. And it's an opportunity for us to be able to look at these different things and say, wow, like I, like, like I survived this, I survived that, and I'm going to survive what's next. If God is for me, who can be against me? This isn't, you know, and so we start to, you know, realize, like, you know, start to ask the question, like, what are the limits of what God can do for me? And so, my, my, again, in my journey, in my process of gratitude and, and following Jesus, you know, the, 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 the first thing was building that foundation of gratitude for the good things that God has filled my life with and to never forget them. I mean, there was a point in my life where it was so dark where I had to, every single morning, write out 10 things I was grateful for just to be able to, like, stay, stay level, right? I would put, like, air conditioning, uh, coffee, ice water, like, it did, just whatever, just to start cultivating gratitude because it was so hard to find something to be grateful for. And, and so it, eventually it, it kind of, like, grew to this point where, you know, I, I have this foundation of gratitude, and I'm grateful, and, and, and you know, and I'm, I'm learning these different skills that God is teaching me on how to handle the pain from the past and how to respond to the memories and the different triggers and, and how to actually cultivate forgiveness and all that type of stuff. And what God uh, started to show me is that, and I think it's the same for all of us, is that he wants our gratitude to graduate to a point where it begins to give back. Right, so we have the foundation of gratitude for the good things that are in our lives. 
And what the next step from that is it graduates to a point where we begin to give back. How can we, how can we reciprocate? How can, how can we respond to the different good things that God has filled our lives with? The relationships, the gifts, the skills, the different things that God has put in us and surrounded us with. How can we appreciate these things? Right? So imagine that you've been given a, a house and it's completely defunct. It's in disrepair. It's just in shambles. And you'd be given this house, and it's just like, what in the world is this? Like, this is garbage. Until we start to appreciate that house and work on it and build it up, it will have zero value. And I think in some of our lives, there's relationships, there's callings, there's gifts, there's skills, there's different things that are in shambles. Why? I don't know. Personal choices we've made, circumstances that are out of our control, but the reality is that there is, there's things that might be in shambles in our lives. And until we start to appreciate the good things in our lives. What can I do? How can I respond to this? How can I hone these skills? What do I need to say no to? What do I need to say yes to? To, to, to be able to begin to appreciate and add value to the people in my life. What does that look like? There's a verse, uh, Proverbs 12, 27. It says that lazy people don't even cook the game they catch, but the diligent make use of everything that they find. Every good thing comes from the Father of the heavenly lights. Every good thing in your life is a gift, something to appreciate, something to add value back to. It might mean saying no to some things that you don't want to say no to and giving some things up you don't want to give up. But the joy you will experience when you begin to have that gratitude for the, the good things in your life and you begin to ask, God, how can I reciprocate what you've done in my life? How can I respond? How can I partner with you to, to bring this same level of hope, the same level of joy that I have in my own life? And we need to do this, y'all, because there are people in our lives that need to see that there's hope. There's people in our lives that need to see that there's, there's, there's hope for us to be able to move forward and to grow in these different areas. And, and the point isn't to outshine. The point isn't to be, you know, uh, outshine anybody. The, the purpose in all of this is to reflect God's glory that he's put in you, that he's done for you, the different things that he's done to give hope to other people. And so as we're wrapping up, you know, this, this whole series on, on gratitude and thankfulness, you know, it's, it's, it's so good to remember the, the good things and it's so important to build that foundation of gratitude. But God wants to take us to a point where our gratitude graduates to a point where we can start to give back because there's value in you. There's gold inside of you. There's usefulness within you. And people need what you have. They need who you are. They need you. Okay, there's people that need you to say no to things and to say yes to things. And I'm telling you, the joy and the purpose that you begin to experience when you start to really appreciate and to do whatever you can to appreciate the relationships, to appreciate the gifts and the skills that God has given you, when you start to do that, it's, it's contagious. It's like a wildfire. You'll see things begin to change in your own self, and it'll start changing other people's lives. And so, again, as we're wrapping up, think about that. What are the different relationships? What are the different skills? What are the different circumstances in your life, right, that, that we can find some type, of, some type of gratitude? And how can we reciprocate what God has done um, in us in these different areas? So I'm going to pray for us, and then, uh, we're going to get out of here. Father, I thank you so much for your goodness to us that there's so much to be grateful for, that you have filled our life with good things, God. Lord, and we pray that you begin to show us how to make use of these different things. God, how can we be diligent with the gifts that you've given us, God? What does that look like, God? 
Help us, God, to be able to hear from you, to do it in your strength, in your power, God, not to try to muscle it because we ought to, but to be led by your spirit in these different ways, Father. Again, I thank you for your goodness. And I just pray, Father, that you'd be glorified this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Take the next step and visit www.thebeatchurch.com and get connected with a community committed to applying these truths in their everyday lives. You can also give now to support our messages by visiting www.thebeatchurch.com give.